Welcome to Divorce Explained, the podcast where we answer your questions and navigate the process of divorce together. Sharing real stories and personal experiences, this is your guide through it all. With your hosts, family law specialist Steve Benmore and divorce lawyer and strategist Leanne Townsend. Okay, so today we are sandwiched in between Mother's Day and Father's Day, and we're going to talk about the interplay between celebrating parents while going through a divorce. Yes, it's uh, been there. I've been there personally, and I've had many clients who uh, have been there. Um, You've been there. So uh, it's definitely, um, you know, something that comes up. So it's good for people to have a plan. So um, one of the benefits of having lots of bruises, either the bruises that we ourselves have suffered or the bruises that we have watched our clients for many years suffer, is that we learn from those bruises and we are better equipped to be able to give people objective, neutral and effective advice on how to navigate things that can actually cause some severe emotional bruising. And Father's Day and Mother's Day can actually cause some real dark moments when you're going through divorce. We've seen it, we've experienced it, and today we're going to talk about how to manage it. Yes, and having, we just had a Mother's Day, so um, definitely our listeners who are separated and divorced would have had to deal with this specific issue. So. Um, why don't we start with, um, you know, discussing some of the options that are available in terms of how Mother's Day and Father's Day can be treated. So let's go back backwards and just let's talk about the different sort of categories of the very subject, i.e. people that just split up, don't have a parenting plan. They might even be still living together. Then you've got those people just like the same, but one moved out and the kids are with one parent, typically in the matrimonial home. Also, no resolution of any schedule. Then we've got people that have a bit of a resolution, but it's not like written down and it's not organized. And then you've got people that actually have a parenting plan that they signed off on in a separation agreement or a court order years ago. So for the last category, let's hope that those people actually had good counsel and it specifies exactly what's going to happen on Father's Day and Mother's Day. And what normally we see is that it'll say that irrespective of whose parenting time it is, when it comes to Mother's Day, Mother's Day supersedes the normal parenting schedule and the kids go back to mom either, and there's a lot of different scenarios, either Mother's Day morning and goes back to father as per the regular schedule at the end of the day. Some say they go to mom Sunday morning and then they return to school from mom's house on Monday morning. So the kids are with mom, not only all day, but through the night. And in some cases it says, whatever the weekend was, the weekend goes completely to mom on Mother's Day and completely goes to father on Father's Day. Whatever the arrangement is, generally speaking, it's 
perfectly even for Mother's Day and for Father's Day. And so um, there's no foul and no loss because everybody is treated perfectly equally. And I haven't met, as, as much as I've seen tons of high conflict divorce, I have not yet met a parent that says, I get Mother's Day and Father's Day. So that would be a new, that would be a first for me. <laughs> It'll, I'm sure it'll happen one day, but thus far, I haven't had somebody say, I want to have the kids on both days. So, but let's not forget about same-sex couples. And that's a whole other category. That's, that's a whole other Instagram live. Uh, I think you could, we could probably fill the whole slot with, with dealing with Mother's Day and Father's Day in that situation. So let's, let's go back now and let me ask you. So somebody calls you uh, three weeks ago and I'm making this up, by the way. Somebody calls you three weeks ago and says, we just split up, and I've got so, so many things I want to talk to you about, Leanne, but the one thing I really would like help with is we're still living together, uh, husband and wife. Let's just call it the mother calls you. We're still living together, and um, it's coming up on Mother's Day, and uh, um, usually there's a family barbecue, my sister has it. My brother has it. What do I do, given the fact that we don't have anything agreed upon? We don't have anything in writing. And uh, it's, it's really sad um, because the kids know we're splitting up. What, what should I do, Leanne? What do you say to that? Well, certainly someone in that situation is going to want to get some sort of agreement about how Mother's Day is going to be treated and spent with the children. And, you know, the one advantage that somebody has in dealing with that situation is that they know that Father's Day is just around the corner. So if, you know, if their spouse is going to be difficult and not be reasonable, then it's going to be fair game to, to give that treatment back to him and uh, you know for father's day so i think that there's that gives you some bargaining power when you're in this situation because it's not like it's just it's you know some one-off day that's important to you but it's not going to you know be a day that your spouse is also going to like want to celebrate with the children so the key thing i think is to approach it in a reasonable way with your spouse you know by saying hey you know mother's day is you know next week or in two weeks whenever it might be and i I would like to spend the day with the kids and take them to this barbecue because we've done that every year or it's new this year and I think it would be fun for them to go to given everything that's going on with our separation and you know I'm happy to you know respect the same thing with whatever you want to do on Father's Day so can we agree that you know from the time the kids wake up until the time they go to bed they're going to you know spend the day with me and I think that that's a very reasonable proposal there no reasonable spouse is going to say no to that um let me challenge and... you. let me challenge you now so now let's switch this up a bit um three weeks before mother's day the husband calls you and says it's mother's day in three weeks the kids know we just split up we always go to my wife's sister's house for the barbecue and she does not want me to come. And I think it's a big mistake because it's going to really scar the children for them to not see their father at the barbecue that he has been at with the kids every year since they were born. Should I um, 
debate her and get her to accept that it's in the children's best interest for us to go as a family to the barbecue, even though we're splitting up. I mean, it's possible. Uh, it's possible that that could be in the children's best interest. It, a lot's going to depend on what mom is saying. If mom is like, no, I, you know, I don't agree. First of all, that's in the children's best interest. And secondly, I'm not going to agree to that. And it's Mother's Day. My advice to that person would be that mom should dominate. Mom's wishes should be what's going to decide. Although I always say Mother's Day and Father's Day is actually really about the kids. You know, anyway, I, you know, I find as a mom and I see it with other moms and it's true dads, like it's a lot of the day is about making my kids happy because they want to show their appreciation for me as their mother. And so, you know, even though it's Mother's Day, Father's Day, I think people need to look at the best interests of their children and be mindful of what is going to give their children, you know, make their children feel the best and, and the happiest. But you know, I don't, having said that, I don't think it's fair to ever, you know, say to your spouse that you're going to spend, you know, Mother's Day doing exactly what I want when you're dad and, you know, and vice versa. So I think in that type of situation, again, if, you know, if you can get mom to agree and, and perhaps, you know, if maybe she would agree, maybe she likes your family, maybe she agrees it is best for the children because that's what you've always done. And so maybe it is reasonable to go together as a family. But if she's, like not you know willing to do that she doesn't want to go maybe there's abuse maybe she just doesn't want to you know she has decided she wants to do something with her own family or her friends or whatever with the children i would say to that person i think you have to defer to what she wants to do and you need to be supportive of that with the children and position it that you know yes we're separating but part of that part of the good is that we're starting new traditions and um, you know, this is something that's going to be a new tradition for Mother's Day. And don't, you know, try and undermine it with the children. Be very supportive of it. Yeah, you actually um, triggered a thought, a, a very smart idea. You know, we've been doing this for years now. And one thing that is clear is every time we ask a question, we should really be looking at it through the lens of what is best for the children. And so the question about what to do for Mother's Day and Father's Day, one would think that is a question that should be answered by the mother and by the father in terms of what's best for them. But you correctly reminded me that it really should be a question looked at through the lens of what's best for the children. And we may not even agree on what's best for them. We may not even know what's best for the children, particularly not the first Mother's or Father's Day after the parents declare that they're splitting up. Maybe they have a better answer two or three years later, but this time might be a really challenging question and we may not even know the answer, but whatever the analysis is, I believe you're right, Leanne, it should be through the lens of what is best for the children. And you know, the reality is Mother's Day and Father's Day, although it literally covers 24 hours, really it boils down to about 20 minutes because <laughs> the kids will uh, potentially give you a card, flowers, a gift, and then they go on with their normal day, right? Yeah. And then there may be a family brunch or a barbecue, but how much of that barbecue and brunch is sitting there regaling their mother with how amazing she <laughs> is? Not really. It's all about 
family gatherings and chit-chatting and eating and whatnot. So the part of this conversation that really is most critical is, number one, it's all about the kids. Number two, and you brought this up and it's a very good point. If the celebrated parent says, you know what, we're going through separation and divorce, I'd rather you not be at the barbecue. Um, it, it's just gonna be harder for me. And if it's harder for me, the kids are gonna see it. It's gonna be harder for them. So this year, why don't you spend the day with them on Father's Day and I'll spend the day with them on Mother's Day. I'm not saying that's the right thing or the wrong thing. It's just the thing that makes sense for, at least for me right now. And given that Mother's Day precedes Father's Day, you know, in a situation like this, you know, the mom might want to take the, the lead role and, and saying, look, whatever I do on this day, you, you can either do the same thing, but if you want me to come to your sister's house for the barbecue, I'll think about it. If I think that it's the best thing for the kids, I'll consider coming. But, but the mother could actually say, look, I'm the one that's being supposedly being celebrated um, and I would prefer um, if I just went with the kids alone to my sister's house for the barbecue as opposed to um, us going as a family and then having to sort of, you know, fake it. And uh, it'll be very hard for me and it might even be hard for the kids. Um, and so that, that's, a, that's a reasonable response. Um, and by the way, it's so much easier for you and I to talk about what's a reasonable response than when you are the parent who is just recently separated and you're facing in a couple of days or in a couple of weeks, Mother's Day or Father's Day. It's really tough. And yeah. that's one of the benefits of these, of these Instagram lives that we do because we post them on to um, Divorce Explained uh, as our podcast so people could listen to it, you know, whenever they want to in the future. Uh, it could be years from now where they get tips on how to deal with Father's Day and Mother's Day. Yeah. I would even go a step further in terms of something I would say to, to clients um, that, you know, they may want to even consider helping the children get a gift um, for the other parents. Um, you know, often children, if they're young, they make things at school. And, and, you know, as a parent myself, I know I always cherish those. And I was always like, you don't need to get me, you know, anything, make me something. I'll love it. But, uh, you know, if, if the children would appreciate some help with actually, you know, buying some flowers or buying, you know, a small gift. If the parent is, you know, so inclined, I encourage them also to do that. And it's not about whether your spouse is going to do that, you know, when it's your day. Um, again, it's about the children. And if, it, you know, sometimes it makes the children happy to know that they've got this gift to give mom. And, you know, it, it doesn't have to be something expensive. But you know what, if it'll light up your kids' faces that they have something to give her and it's not costing you too much and you can afford to, you know, to spend $20 on some flowers or whatever, I say do it. In fact, that's a brilliant idea. And, um, and let's talk about that a little bit more deeply. I think it's something that needs to be considered. When people split up, it's very common for them to be upset with their spouse. And um, in some cases, it's completely justified. Uh, maybe the cause of the separation is the other spouse who said, I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you for whatever the reasons are. And the person that's being told that they're splitting up was shocked, dumbfounded, caught off guard, and very, very upset. And to tell to that upset, 
upset person, hey, guess what? It's Mother's Day next week. Do the right thing. Celebrate Mother's Day by taking the kids for a gift for their mom. You know, it's, it's a hard sell. Uh, objectively speaking, it makes total sense. But subjectively and emotionally, not so easy. Anyway, I remember when my children were very young, every Saturday before Mother's Day, we would, I would put them in the car, we'd go to Lawrence uh, Square, and we'd go upstairs, there's a food court there, there were at the time $2 stores, and we would go through the dollar stores, we'd buy like poster boards or frame things, artwork, and we'd sit there and I'd buy them lunch, and we'd sit there for like two hours, and we would make some form of Mother's Day arts and crafts project. Um, now, anybody walking by would have no idea whether we were together or split up, but I could only assume that anybody walking by would think that we're, my ex-wife and I were still together at the time. But the fact of the matter is, the reason I'm mentioning it is because the children's experience in the moment was their dad was helping them celebrate their mom had yeah. nothing to do with my views on my wife or my views on their mother. It was about me helping them celebrate their mom. That is the essence of what is considered good parenting. Because what we want, and we put this in separation agreements, each parent will foster a positive relationship between the children and the other parent. Well, what could be more valuable than the point that you, Leanne, made, which is for the non-celebrated parent to assist the children in celebrating the celebrated parent on Mother's Day or on Father's Day. And this is where the bonus comes in because everything has the bonus. <laughs> and here's the bonus. What's the bonus? The person that is upset with their ex who puts that upset aside or at least puts the mask on for the children and helps them celebrate their mother or their father. They are planting the seeds to a collaborative divorce. And that is so valuable. And you and I know what we say when we mean that, but the people that go the other way and condemn and ridicule and criticize and un undermine the other parent, those parents end up buying themselves a high conflict divorce, emotional scarring to themselves emotional scarring to the children, and let's be frank, a very large legal bill. And yeah, and, the and this, and tying, bringing it almost full circle, going back to, you know, me getting the call from the potential client saying, you know, we've just recently separated, I want to take the kids to this barbecue they always go to. Um, if you want to, if you're recently separated and you want to start off by setting a high conflict, unreasonable tone, um, you know, that's the way to do it by, you know, not letting your children honor your spouse and, and being, you know, fair and reasonable about it for the first Mother's Day that comes along. This is a, an opportunity to set a tone that could carry the rest of the way through the divorce. And it's always better if you can do things in a more collaborative, amicable way. Um, it's, it's better for everyone and most especially your children. What you reap, you sow.
And so something like Mother's Day and Father's Day is the same coin, two opposite sides. And if you treat people with honor and respect, even if it doesn't come naturally because you're feeling really crappy, you're probably gonna get a reciprocal reaction back, i.e. you will be treated with honor and respect, even though they may not necessarily feel the same way. And um, last point and last tip for the, for the viewers is that um, language is so important when referring to the other parent. A lot of people who are going through separation and divorce switch the title or their uses of title after they split up. So for example, what once would be called mom or mommy, tell mom or tell mommy, all of a sudden becomes tell your mother. What once was tell daddy that we're eating dinner now, tell dad that he needs to pick up food for uh, the dog becomes tell your father. Now, we're talking about my Mother's Day and Father's Day, but really what I just said is applicable universally outside of Father's Day and Mother's Day throughout the entire year and throughout the entire life of the children. Choosing to use language like your mother or your father after the children have been used to hearing you refer to the other parent by mommy or your daddy or mom or dad or ma or da or pa, um, that is really hard on children. It really unearths them. It really shakes them up and it makes them think that something bad happened. And so think long and hard about trying to maintain the same experience for the children where possible and using language that properly honors the other parent because a parent that is honored by their children, those, parent, those children will honor both parents and those children will survive and thrive through divorce. And that's what we all want. We want our children to do well, whether they're children of divorce or not. Absolutely. That's so well said, Steve. Well, I think that wraps up our topic for today. So thanks everyone for joining us and we'll see you here again next week. Bye everybody. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Divorce Explained. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to head on over to Instagram and follow at Steve Benmore and at Leanne Townsend Life for more. And if you're looking for specific divorce services, you can visit benmore.com and leannetownsend.ca. We hope today's episode made you feel informed and inspired as you move along through your divorce journey. Tune in next week for Divorce Explained.